we are talking about Ukraine and Russia again. Yes, there has been a lot of developments that have been ongoing and changing rapidly. So it's really important that we ensure that we're kept up to date, but not only kept up to date with the headlines, but the propaganda that has been disseminated by Western imperialism, by the United States, by the imperialist orbit led by the U.S.-NATO alliance. There is such an intense propaganda campaign happening right now regarding Russia's military operation in Ukraine. The latest news is that there are negotiations, there are conversations happening between Russia and Ukraine being brokered, being brokered by, so there is the drilling. And just like that, just let me know if it's too loud. That's very loud for even me. So unfortunately, this may be cut short if it does not stop. But there are negotiations happening. Okay, so that there will be announcements, I'm sure, coming about what exactly occurred there, if there was any agreement. If the, I know that there is a push for a ceasefire. So some folks are saying it's not too bad. It almost sounds as loud as I do, but I'm trying to talk through it. Anyway, let me know if it gets to be way too much. And if so, I will postpone the stream. You know, something like this, I may not be able to reclip or anything. But nonetheless, it's super distracting, and I'm going to try my best not to be too distracted. So let me... Great. It says people can hear me. So if you are not too annoyed by the drilling, I will continue. Amazing. All right. So I want to get right to it. The first thing I want to bring up is the incredible racism that has come out of the corporate media, the Western corporate media, as Russia's military operation continues. Think about this, okay? There are a lot of people on the left who do not want to talk about racism. A lot of people don't see racism as a problem in the United States right now. There's a huge section of the United States, but even on the left, that is promoting colorblind politics. This idea that racism is not really a problem, but the corporate media is demonstrating why it's a problem. And we're seeing Ukraine be portrayed as this European crusader defending itself from the Russian horde. That is a narrative that has been constructed by the media, by the Western political establishment, by the imperialist countries. And what's ironic about this, and I'll talk for about five minutes before getting to some of the material I have prepared for you, What's ironic about this is that Ukraine is not European in any sense of the word. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people in Ukraine who might consider themselves European, depending on their class, depending on their cultural and national background. I'm sure that there are a lot of people in the world who don't know history, really, or don't even know what's going on right now, who would think, oh, yeah, Ukraine, I guess that's European because it's in that part of the world. But if we're talking about in the political sense, in terms of how Ukraine has been treated, it is not European. And what do I mean by that? Europe 
is the citadel or the former citadel of imperialism before the United States became the world superpower after World War II. But Europe is really the origins of imperialism, of racism, of colonialism. And the ironic thing here is that in the 21st century, in 2022, to call Ukraine European flies in the face of political reality. The European Union has not even admitted Ukraine into its alliance, its economic alliance, its financial arrangement, nor has NATO admitted Ukraine at this time. I know that there are discussions about both happening. The European Commission is funneling weapons from all the different European countries. NATO is talking about the possibility of admitting Ukraine at some point based upon Ukraine's decision, right? This puppet government's decision or whether it wants it or not. But those things are not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. It is just as likely that Ukraine will still remain outside of NATO and outside of the EU, which in effect means that it is not considered European, right? That is the political reality of the 20 first century of 21st century imperialism that is dominated by these military and economic institutions, these consortium of the political states, the state apparatuses of the monopoly capitalist class. That's what the EU is. That's what NATO is. They're military and economic institutions meant to reinforce, reproduce, and ultimately expand the diktats and rule of monopoly and finance capital. And so Ukraine isn't a part of that. And Ukraine is treated not like a European country, which deserves to be equals and have a say in the affairs of how imperialism is governed. Ukraine is treated like a puppet vassal state. The United States helped engineer the coup in 2014 via the most heinous right-wing fascistic elements that exist in Ukrainian society, only to then indebt the country via the IMF, create economic catastrophe in the Ukraine, and essentially treat the Ukraine as just a proxy for this larger new Cold War on Russia. That's not how European countries, that's not how Europe has historically been treated by its imperialist partners, especially since the second, the end of the Second World War. So there's no doubt that this is very ironic now that Ukraine is being portrayed as this European, Eurocentric, white crusader against the Russian Asiatic horde. That is an ironic narrative because... It just is inac it's inaccurate, and it just flies in the face of the historical reality that Ukraine has been caught between since the 21st century came out, and since the fall of the Soviet Union, to be honest, right? That is just one main point I wanted to make to begin, is that this racism is so vile, and it's part of this propaganda war, and we're going to take a look right now. Let's take a look at... The, I'm going to share my screen of a great thread shared by uh, Alan McLeod, a great journalist over at Mint Press News. I hope to have him on the show soon. But as I pull this up, make sure you like the stream as you're coming in. Make sure you like the stream. Make sure you subscribe 
to the channel. Make sure you hit the notifications bell and make sure that you consider subscribing to the uh, to my work at patreon.com slash Danny Haifong to support this ongoing work. All right, here we go. So I don't know if you can see that. Some of you may have caught this already. So here's Alan McLeod's thread. So the most racist Ukraine coverage on TV news. So here we have the BBC talking to Ukraine's deputy chief prosecutor, David Sakverlides, and Verlides, and he says here, and I'm going to turn on the audio for you all so you can hear this. Here's yeah, what sorry, he says about the intervention. European people. I'm sorry, me, me, I'm sorry. It's very emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed. Children being killed every day with Putin's missiles and his helicopters and his rockets. And so, of course, I, I understand and respect the emotion. What you are outlining there is this tension between... Yeah, One more time. Sorry. It's really emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed. Children being killed every day with Putin's missiles and his helicopters and his rockets. So there you have it. I don't know if you can hear that. But basically what he's saying is that blonde hair blue-eyed people sounds like fascism to me blonde hair and blue-eyed people are being killed by russians and so that is what makes this uh conflict so tragic well let's keep going okay so that's just one example of ukrainian former prosecutor talking about this but now here let's see cbs news let's listen to what charlie degada has to say let me go back to the beginning here now with the uh, the calculus entirely. Uh, tens of thousands of people have tried to uh, flee the city. There will be many more. Now with the Russians marching in, it's changed uh, the calculus entirely. Uh, tens of thousands of people have tried to uh, flee the city. There will be many more. People are hiding out in bomb shelters. But this isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European. I have to choose those words carefully, too. Uh oh, yeah, you do, because they're racist. So what's interesting there is you see Charlie Degada literally doing mental gymnastics in his head as he tries to work out a way to say what he wants to say without promoting the most heinous Eurocentrism and racism. So basically saying that, oh yeah, those savages in Afghanistan or Iraq, Kiev is nothing like that. So that's what makes this so tragic. Although in reality, the United States' interventions in Afghanistan and Iraq are by far more brutal than anything that has happened thus far in the intervention. We can see that just by the sheer way that the corporate media has avoided making actual death toll predictions. But anyway, there are so many examples of this. I don't want to go through all of them, but let me go through some one, one other one. So here's a good one right here. Daniel Hanan writes in The Telegraph that Vladimir Putin's monstrous invasion is an attack on civilization itself. Britain, the West must come to terms with this loss of influence in the worldwide retreat of democracy. And he says here, they seem so like us. 
That is what makes it so shocking. Ukraine is a European country. It's people watch Netflix and have Instagram accounts, vote in free elections, and read uncensored newspapers. War is no longer something upon visited upon an impoverished and remote population. It can happen to anyone. Okay, what's incredible about that is that Ukraine is incredibly poor. And the mainstream media will actually acknowledge this. The Ukrainian economy is extremely poor. It still has a per capita income that is lower than it was in 1990. So to say this just indicates how much racism is part of this narrative, this war propaganda that the Western media is promoting. It is all about humanizing, making the Ukrainian regime, not so much the Ukrainian people, but the Ukrainian state, the state that has been propped up by the United States, to make that the symbol of humanity and to make Russia the symbol and the, the arbiter of inhumanity. And so that's what we have here. And here's another one. This is another good one, this time from ITV in, U in the UK. Now the unthinkable has happened to them. And this is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. It's Robert Moore here. In so it's not... The unthinkable has happened. This is a developing, this is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe, she says. And so here we go again, you know, French TV saying it's an important question. We're not talking about Syrians fleeing. We're talking about Europeans. So refugees of Ukraine are far more important than the refugee crisis in Syria and the broader Middle East. I mean, it's just over and over and over again that we're seeing this. But I digress. That's just a little taste of the pure European racism, Eurocentrism that we're seeing. 